Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another Foul Front Podcast. I am your host, Matt, per usual, and joining me once again is Thomas from Hoke Outdoors. Thomas, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Kind of same old, same old, same stuff that was going on last time we hopped on here. Actually, finally getting some consistency on these podcasts. So, uh, yeah, just been <laughs> busy around the call shop, getting orders sent out and trying to build up some stock for uh, shows here at the end of the month. And um, all throughout August. So exciting times of the year up here at the call shop and uh, got some kind of cooler weather this weekend. Highs in the high 60s up here. So really kind of got me uh, got me ready to get out in the marsh and chase some birds. Might go out on a little scouting trip this evening and kind of just piddle around and see what uh, everything's looking like. Yeah, I was going to well, ask you, you know, you're wearing a hoodie right now and uh, you mentioned it was like in the 60s up there. Like, that has to trigger you. You make make you want to be out in the marsh. So, yeah, yeah, it's super nice. Like this summer up here has been incredibly mild. Which, from my understanding, talking to people here, that's kind of typical for summer up here. You get a couple of weeks throughout the summer. It's really nice, kind of fall conditions. Uh, the first couple summers I was up here, especially the first one that year, where you know everybody was talking about the drought up here and the drought conditions. Um, it was like a hundred every single day throughout the summer. It mm. felt like so. It's been a super nice change of pace, way different than uh, the, the typical summers in Virginia. So I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Out of it. Uh, what have you been up to today? Well, I uh, 
it's good funny you asked that we are sweating right now it's in the 90s and we kind of got a little bit of heat wave but luckily chances of rain pretty much every day like a 20 percent chance so you know if we can just keep catching those uh we'll be in we'll be in good shape still we're still in a drought but getting better uh i was out this morning uh up at five o'clock on a saturday and went to the farmer's market went to uh took in some jalapenos some zucchini and beets so starting to get a lot of produce my vine crops are just going nuts finally actually harvested my first cucumbers a couple days ago so that that's what i was doing and after i got set up for the farmer's market i had a had a little bit of time to uh you know had some time to myself to think and uh got the question which is what we're going to talk about mainly today in today's podcast uh about would you still hunt ducks if they dropped the if they halved the bag limit the daily bag limit so let's just say you know for most flyaway places it is six ducks a day this is all ducks not just mallards would you still hunt if they drop that to three for all ducks let's say pacific flyway they also drop it to three so so that's the question i was pondering and i was really curious as to everyone else's answers so i threw this out on instagram and we're gonna kind of just flesh this out i got a ton of responses about it and uh yeah we'll we'll just jump right into it so i guess we should start off by saying this uh there is in no way, like I haven't heard anything coming down about a reduction in bag limits. I haven't, you know, this just a purely hypothetical question that I was curious to see, to see where the majority of people on a random duck hunting Instagram page in the middle of summer, where they fell on this particular question. So that's, that's, I, I cannot state that enough that this is. They're, they're, we haven't heard a whiff of anything happening, so don't you know, don't go running around saying that like, oh, we're gonna drop half our daily bag limit. That's not not what we're trying to say here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we see it like crop up on social media every couple of years. I know like the last couple of years, I've seen a lot of it. People talking about how they're gonna be slashing bag limits in the Central Flyway and all across the country. And I think part of it probably pertains to the fact that the Atlantic flyway did cut their mallard limits and goose limits a couple of years back. Um, and then also part of it's probably just kind of the way social media works. One person says something and uh, the rumor mill really gets going. So yeah, we definitely, we don't want anybody to take this podcast the wrong way. We are not advocating for limits to be cut. We are purely just kind of speculating and just talking about what we what we think we would do, because I know in my lifetime, I've never seen a general bag limit decrease. Obviously in Virginia, we did see the mallard and goose limits decrease um, a few years ago, but I've never seen the duck limit anywhere other than six birds. So it'd be, it's kind of just an interesting topic to talk about and um, just explore our thoughts on it. Yeah. So I, I guess I haven't seen a, I don't think it's been a state reduction. Um, I, I can remember when I was hunt, you know, when I was younger hunting, uh, Scop, it was at least, I think it's one now. It used, it used to, be to be three. Six. And then, yeah, I can remember when it was six still. I think um, it was like six in the late and like around like 2010 is when they started dropping it. Yeah. Yep. Cause I, I was in college at that time and I, I know they didn't have a Scop limit. Like it was, you can shoot six scop or i better say bluebill some people hate when you say scop but uh yeah and then pintail um 
I've actually got videos of where we shot two pintails or um, the or where the pintail limit was two back in the day. Uh, no, well, yeah, it was two the first year oh, I started 18? waterfowl hunting. I think they like I could be totally butchering this, but I want to say like the first year I started, it was two, and then they went to one the next year, and then back up to two, and then back down to one, and it's been one the rest of the time. So. Yeah, I guess I kind of brushed over um, pintail and bluebill. That has changed since I began waterfowl hunting, but they're not really species that I uh, commonly target. So kind of just doesn't come to mind when I really think of bag limits decreasing. The mallard limit decreasing was much more impactful on our hunting in Virginia. Yeah, and we're, the reason we're kind of bringing all this up is we want to first start this conversation talking about the federal regulations or how, how limits are set, how the days are set. And so there's a federal framework that's from the U S fish and wildlife service. Pretty much they have, you can look it up. There's a, like just Google how waterfowl seasons and limits are set and it'll bring up, bring it up for you. And it gives a pretty good little description on it, but basically the feds, give the states so many days to work with and the states can then set their days. And there's also a, uh, there's like parameters for what days, like the last day of duck season across this country can be January 31st with the, I think there's like a couple exceptions for veteran or kids hunts or something. Um, and then the earliest is like September 24th or the Saturday closest is September 24th. And, you know, also you can't hunt migratory birds before September 1st, which is why, we can't dove hunt, you know, in August when we see them. So that, that is, that is the reason. And then going off of that, they also have, um, what we're currently in is a liberal season and that allows for more days and the bag limits we currently see. Luckily, I, I cannot remember a time when we were not in a liberal season. We've been very blessed in the last, well, 30 plus years to, remain in a liberal season it didn't used to be like that there was times i want to say it was the 80s and mm -hmm. people yeah okay i want to say yeah the 80s um and what is the it's not liberal what's the step down uh moderate and then yeah the three tiers are liberal which is what we're in now and then moderate and then conservative okay yeah I don't, maybe it's not called conservative is the bottom one but yeah something like that so, something like that. So um, back in the 80s, their waterfowl populations were not doing good. There was, you couldn't shoot canvas backs um, for a portion of it. There was, couldn't, couldn't shoot those. I want to say there was a couple other ones. And then you had the point system, which was complicated as well. So that, that was, a but you also could shoot more ducks too, depending on their point value. And we're not, I mean, that's a whole nother topic, but the point of this being is that we are in a liberal season and there is a possibility in the future should, for whatever reason, water now, waterfowl numbers crater or something else happens that the bag limit could get reduced, the daily bag limit. So let's just set it at three for this hypothetical. That's, that's what I decided to do. And I decided to see what everyone else's thoughts were like, and it basically, it's going to come down to what you value as a duck hunter. And we could throw geese in there too, for all simplicity's sake, though, we're going to talk about ducks right now. Um, so Thomas, what would you do if, if the, if this upcoming season, 
they dropped the bag limit to three ducks. So, I mean, if they changed the overall bag limit to three ducks, it really wouldn't change anything for me. I mean, the things I enjoy about waterfowl hunting are uh, the scenery, the exploration um, aspect of it, you know, checking out new places, uh, interacting with the birds, you know, getting to shoot however many ducks. That's just a bonus um, in my mind. And really, if you think about it, three ducks is a meal for multiple people, especially if you're utilizing the whole bird, if you're plucking three let's say three mallards you're plucking three mallards i mean that could be a meal for three people if you cook some sides up so um three birds is is not an insignificant amount in my opinion i do have like i said a little bit personal experience with this with them dropping the atlantic flyway mallard limit from four to two uh that happened i want to say four years ago now and then actually this year will be the first year that we're going back up from two back to four um, which I was not expecting at all. I figured if they were going to bring our mallard limits back up, it would be more incremental. We'd go to three for a couple of years and then maybe back up to four. But um, I'm very glad to see that the mallard limit is going to be back up to four this year in the Atlantic Flyway. But uh, it did, I'd say it changed the kind of maybe the, just the spots that we hunted a little more. Um, I was probably, I was more apt to go in, go and hunt spots that I felt like I had a chance to shoot a mixed bag versus go and hunt spots that were strictly mallard mallard spots um also you know i feel like i have a little bit of personal experience with this with this too because the virginia or the wood duck limit on in the atlantic flyway is three birds and wood duck hunts are some of my favorites i have no problem going out and doing a 30 minute wood duck shoot in the morning go try to get your three wood ducks and call in a morning i mean wood ducks eat great three wood ducks is is like i said plenty of a meal for a couple people um so you know, while those hunts might be a little bit short-lived, and certainly I wish, you know, wood ducks flew for longer than 30 minutes consistently, um, it's not something that, you know, changes hunting that much for me. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it would really change much at all. You know, I I don't even think I would increase my group size. I think that might be, maybe I'm, spe I'm speculating here, but I think that one might be a common response from people is saying, you know, well, typically I hunt with two or three guys, but if they have to limit, then I'm going to be hunting with five or six guys more often that that wouldn't really be my response to that. I, you know, I really enjoy smaller group sizes. I feel like communication is a lot better. I feel like you um, get to have more personal conversations. It's, you know, more of a, I guess, probably not the right word, but more of an intimate setting. You know, you're, you really feel like you get to have, one-on-one um, -on -one conversations when you're hunting in a group of two or three versus you know five or six it kind of just feels like a party so some people really like that it's it's not that i hate it but it's just not as enjoyable for me so uh, i think i would still be hunting the same group sizes i would still be doing plenty of solo hunts um you know it would just be that you know sometimes mornings would probably be a little bit shorter so that would be the only changes for me what about you uh, absolutely nothing would change um shoot if they dropped it to one i'd still hunt probably the same amount i i don't care about the piles i've said it on multiple videos at this point if you shoot one it's a great day and i will reiterate that till i'm out of out of breath because it's you know that's not what it's about for me i i like watching the birds work i, I just like seeing the birds i like hearing them talk i like you know being out in the elements especially like i'm getting to the point now where I would rather not hunt in a pit blind. I would rather be out in the elements, freezing my butt off, in the snow, in the cold, 
you just, I don't know. It, it feels more, I want, I guess I'll borrow a term from Elliot, more immersive, full, you know, full mm-hmm. immersion, you know, you know, and not to go off on a completely random tangent, but I'm going to go for, do that for just a second. You know, I've seen, you see on social media, there's these, these pits that are like 18 person pits and they have refrigerators and TVs and all the bells, all these bells and whistles. It's a house underground basically. And then there's a shooting platform. And I was like, man, would I love to live there? Yeah. Just cause it's probably more away from people, but would I want to hunt? Would I want that to be my blind? Would that? Would I want that to be where I go hunting? No, absolutely not. I don't. I don't want to be connected. You know, I want. I want to be connected with nature rather than all this stuff made by man. So that's my thoughts. It, you know, three, one, whatever. I'm still gonna hunt the same amount because I just like. I like being out there. That's. That's all it comes down to for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've, you know, we're probably both in the same mindset. We've both said before, I believe on this podcast that we'd be okay with um, limits getting cut in half if they doubled our days, like days in the field are really what matters to me getting to go hunting. You know, I would, I would, I'd be much more, let's say hypothetically, if it ever did come to them, either cutting limits or taking days away, I'd be much more in favor of them cutting limits in comparison to taking days away. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know about one bird. That is something like I'd really have to think about if that would change how I hunt, because, you know, in the past I would have probably said no, but they did cut the, the Atlantic flyway goose limit went from a two bird, 45 day season for kind of my entire, uh, time growing up. I actually, you know, I did more goose hunting from like the period of like 10 to 16. We'd go on a couple goose hunts every year with my dad's friends. Didn't really do any duck hunting during that time. And it was always two birds, 45 day season. And, and even then it was a lot of times, big groups, 10, 12, 14 guys. It was just kind of the, the MO for the area that we were hunting and the people we were hunting with, which I didn't mind, you know, especially as a kid, it was cool to, you know, get to see all your friends and have it really feel like a party. Um, after kind of 16, I, I started transitioning and doing more solo hunts and really fell in love with that. But uh, when they did cut the Atlantic flyway goose limit from two to one, I found myself goose hunting less. And maybe that was just an opportunity thing. I felt like, you know, a lot of times it's either goose hunting or duck hunting in my area. You know, it's there are certainly combo hunts you can have, but um, especially field hunting. If you're field hunting, you're primarily targeting geese in Virginia. So I found myself hunting water more, targeting ducks more uh, instead of going out and targeting geese, just because like my thinking on it was, well, do I really want to go drag five, six dozen goose decoys out in the field and go set up just to shoot once? And like when I was 16 or 17, for sure, that was, that was my thinking. It was like, well, I'm only going to get to pull the trigger once. That's not as fun. Nowadays, I'm not sure. I, I think I would probably, you know, I'm glad that the goose limit's going back up to two this year, but I would have probably done it a little, I would probably do it a little more now with the one bird limit, just because I love watching geese decoy. I could take photos of them coming into the decoys, take videos of coming coming into the decoys, just watch them. And that would make me happy. So it's not as much for me about pulling the trigger. Um, but it certainly did. It did change my hunting, especially kind of in that 16, 17, 18 year old time frame. So um, yeah, I'd be, it'd be interesting to see kind of what I don't, it's hard for me to really think about the duck limit going to one because that would, it would certainly be, it'd be a little bit depressing for me 
Um, I feel like three birds would be would be plenty adequate, but one bird just to you know only get one bird that would that'd be a little bit um, I feel like maybe underwhelming at times. All right, well, now that we've uh, issued our stances on this topic here, let's go to the poll. So, can I add one other thing? Yeah, go for it. So, when they dropped the Atlantic Flyway Mallow limit from four to two, it went, it also the hen limit decreased. It went from four birds, two of which may be hens, to one bird or two birds, one of which may be hens. And that did change our hunting in that, you know, before that you if you had if you were in a puddle duck spot you knew you were decoying puddle ducks you know that first 15 minutes of light on a cloudy day you don't you're not able to identify birds really unless you hear them talking or like just kind of catch a glimmer of the wing you know birds are silhouetted a lot of times in those first 15 minutes even 30 minutes so when the limit was at four you could shoot two birds and feel 100 percent confident that you weren't over your bag limit even if they were both hens they could both be black ducks um you know you had a kind of a two bird buffer you know you never it's people always say you don't want to shoot something if you don't 100 percent know what it is i agree with that but let's also be realistic you know there's times when birds come in and you you know in that first 15 minutes you have no clue what it is so you know the first bird of the day you're you always feel very confident that you can shoot it so uh, it did change it for us, you know, with only a one hen limit, you could shoot one silhouetted duck and then you had to go pick it up and you had to see what it was. And after that, you had, if it was a hen, you had to be extremely careful about what you shot from there on out. So um, it did have some sort of impact for sure. And then, you know, thinking just about a one bird limit, um, I would, you would for sure have to be careful about collaterals. I mean, it happens from time to time, scotch doubles. You'd have to be extremely selective on your shot selection, uh, shooting into flocks to make sure that uh, you didn't ever double when, especially if you're hunting solo. So just some kind of things to think about. Hopefully it's always a hypothetical, um, but I, that would be something that would certainly change if you had a one bird limit was, was everybody's shot selection would have to change. Yeah, and they back in who I don't even ha- I don't even know how many years ago they had a one goose limit in Nebraska here, um, and I've heard stories you know like there was some blinds I believe they still total so they probably had three or four guys in them they still shot over a hundred geese in a season with hmm. a one bird limit so I mean uh, yeah. But yeah, they, they were still going out. Obviously duck limits were higher then, so I think they're probably more focused on the ducks. But yeah, that's it's a good hypothetical to ask yourself and kinda see where you sit. So that's what I did. I put this poll out on Instagram, Hi Prairie Sportsman, if you want to follow me. And uh we got about eight hundred and thirty ish votes. Ninety six percent said yes, they would still hunt with a three bird limit versus the no's that said took up four percent i also asked that if you know if you said no let me know why and i had got a lot of responses um from people that also said yes and they kind of alliterated or sorry uh, they kind of just explained. let me know explained yes thank you yeah it's been a long day so let's just kind of go into this a lot of these people um they came into the mindset that 
if you're going in for piles, a lot of them mention the pile mentality. And that is a pervasive mentality in waterfowling, unfortunately. And I would say part of it's from social media. Some of it's from before then. Obviously, you know, people were making piles and taking pictures of it long before social media was around. Um, but anyway, yeah, like, it seems like that's a big deal. It for sure has been, an, has grown under social media, but like, I want to, I've been able to go to a few duck camps kind of over the years in Virginia. And like every single one of those had old photos from the eighties, nineties, early two thousands from before social media of guys posing with piles. I mean, it's always, it's always been a thing. Like it's, Oh, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. Barber shops back in the day, guys would show off all their bucks they shot. I mean, that's it predates social media, but it, I would say it probably has gotten worse. For sure. For with sure. The I advent just, of social media. Yeah. I just think people, people just love to blame social media for stuff. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of reiterate no, that's, my, yeah, my that's thoughts a, on that. Like that's a good, uh, good point. Yeah, if you ever see someone saying, "Oh, well, this wasn't a thing until social media," well, they're blowing smoke. No, that yeah, that's a good point. So a lot of these people that answered yes, they said, if anyone answers no, and this I'm kind of paraphrasing from <laughs> fifty plus messages that I've received, uh, you know, they they have the pile mentality. They're hunting for the wrong reasons. They're they're a kill dependent hunter. That that's a vast majority of these answers that people that said yes, why they said yes, or or why they didn't say no, I guess should be a better a better explanation because they're not hunting just for piles. They're not hunting just for pictures. They're they're in it like us for the experience because they love being out of nature, because they love waterfowl, because they love duck hunting. So uh, that takes care of a lot of them. I've got a couple couple comments from outfitters as well, and so let me pull this one up here because this was a really this was a really good one here. Uh, so the the outfitter said he would prefer four ducks, four goose limits. This outfitter is from Kansas, so I'm not gonna say who it is. Uh, also said it might help with pressure. And that hunts would be shorter. He says he doesn't know a single eight-person group that wouldn't be happy with 32 ducks. So, you know, that's another thing. Now, would someone who's paying for a guided duck hunt, do they, are they more of a kill-dependent hunter? Are they, obviously, if they're paying for it, I would say fair fair chance they are, right? Is Am I too off-base there, do you think, Thomas? No, I I wouldn't want to lump everybody into that category. I mean, for no, sure. I'm, gonna, like, I'm, I'm saying vast majority. Yes. No. I mean, I think I think there's uh, there's plenty of outfitters who hunt cool places that like shoot. I you know I don't really uh, guided hunts aren't my thing, but like there's places that um, I would probably go and do a guided hunt just because I like either the style of hunting that they do or the area that they hunt. Um, and it seems like a more accessible route to go with them instead of uh, trying to freelance the area. But uh, yes, in general, I would say, especially after working at a guide service for a year, 
uh, the majority of hunters that go with them are there to pull the trigger. Yeah. So, um, you might see, they might see a little downturn in their business there. Uh, but if they still want to pull the trigger, three birds still allows them to pull the trigger. They're just not going to make as much of a pile. That's fine. You know, and so I can see that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know if you'd find many outfitters that wouldn't be in favor of dropping duck or goose limits. Cause yeah, I mean, their success to some degree is measured off of how, you know, a limit. It seems like every group that goes out, you know, they want to get a limit. It's like, it's a weird thing in waterfowl where a limit is, um, I don't even really know how to describe it. I don't really have the words for it, but like a limit is some sort of special benchmark. Um, Yes. And like, if you come up short of that, you're not fulfilling the full potential of a hunt, which I think is a bad way of looking at it. I think that leads to a lot of um, disappointment and hunts that otherwise could be viewed as like very, fun and good hunts. Um, but yes, that seems to be a mentality that I saw firsthand, um, from clients. And, uh, so yeah, having goose, goose or duck limits be smaller would in that regard benefit guide services because they're able to reach that achievement while also not shooting as many birds as out of like I guess their local population are out of the birds they're hunting and they're able to get out of the field or the, out of the slough or whatever, get out of the spot quicker um, and thus not put as much pressure on the birds. So yeah, I think from an outfitting perspective, like I would assume the majority of them would be in favor of limits decreasing a little bit on probably both the duck and the goose fronts. I do know, however, like on the eastern shore of Virginia or the eastern shore of Maryland and Virginia, like when the goose limit dropped from two birds to one, that did have an impact on um, the amount of people going on guided hunts out there. So there certainly is a threshold there. Like the amount of people that are willing to book a guided hunt to go out and shoot one goose um, from what I heard was significantly lower than the amount of people that were willing to book a guided hunt to go out to shoot two geese. Now, there's a couple couple points I want to hit on that you kind of talked about. Number one, pressure. So uh, that was another common thing. People thought that it would, besides guide services, would alleviate pressure, particularly on public lands. People aren't staying out there all day because they can limit out earlier. So it gives the birds more of a chance to have a refuge, more of a safe spot. They can fly back in after, you know, that 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock hour if everyone limits out in the first couple hours. So that was another another topic. And then I heard from a couple East Coast guys. So you're you grew up on the Atlantic Flyway. You said, you know, you saw the mallard limit drop. It's now increased. This guy also kind of similarly saw the mallard limit drop and now it's increased once again. But he said there's less pressure there was less pressure immediately following that mallard drop because people wanted i mean let's be let's be honest here people people want to shoot greenheads people want to shoot mallards because of that drop on the atlantic flyway at least in his state in his spots on public land he said there was less pressure there was less hunters out there because they couldn't shoot as many mallards have you seen anything similar i didn't see that at all no like okay i was hunting the right when that in those few seasons and really the whole time I've hunted Virginia, I've hunted probably 70% public land, about 30% private land any given year that might 
changed by about 10%. But uh, yeah, no, in that in that time frame when that mal limit dropped, I did not notice any uh, change in pressure. Also, I have to step away because the dog is barking. So we talked about pressure. Um, we talked about, or a reduction in pressure as one of the reasons people said yes. Uh, we talked about, it seemed like the main overriding reason thus far is that they would just, you know, they're not in it for a limit. They're not in it to them. They just want to be out in nature. They just want to be out hunting. Um, another answer I saw was they would just get a hunt twice as much. So, I mean, and that's a fair answer. I, I don't think I would be in that boat just because I can't really hunt too much more. Like I would, would I love to? Absolutely. But I have work commitments still and other commitments that preclude me from being able to hunt more than I already do. So (laughs) I don't think it would change. I I wouldn't be able to go out more just because, you know, I have other stuff to do in my life, unfortunately, not that I wouldn't want to. But I, I did think that was an interesting answer as well. They would get to, you know, go out more. So, Yeah, I think maybe that's kind of a misguided belief. Or maybe they just interpreted the question wrong as like, hey, if we go to three ducks, we're going to get our days doubled. Um, which certainly, like we've talked about, we would be in favor of that. But that's not really how it works. Like if we went to a moderate or let's, yeah, a moderate, framework we would lose both days and bag limits so uh the option of us losing birds and increasing days that isn't even built into the current framework so um it would i think the feds would basically have to redo their entire um the way they do those frameworks and set the seasons to have that be a possibility yeah absolutely and i don't we've i guess we've had something kind of similar uh in nebraska where for the speckle belly give me a second to explain here so basically we had a survey a couple years ago and they asked us nebraska hunters that registered for the hip the year before what our thoughts were about the speckle belly season currently it's two a day and you can hunt from like october sometime in early october through i want to say december and then there's a huge split and then it opens back up, uh, I want to say, the last two weeks before, basically, it follows dark goose for the last two weeks. But there's a huge split where it's closed for probably about a month. But we could shoot two. They gave us the option where you could shoot three, but with less days, or where you could shoot one, but it would go from that, I, I want to say it was pretty much that whole October time frame, all the way through the current shutoff for the speckle belly season. And that, that was my vote because the only time I've actually decoyed speckle bellies were either in conservation snow goose season or in that break. And I would rather be able to shoot one speckle belly than, you know, maybe have a chance at two when I can't, you know, when I don't regularly see them. So, so that, that, that's kind of an, it's a, it's a limited to the state, but we had to work within the federal parameters they gave us for speckle belly. Gotcha. Did they end up changing that or did it stay the same after that vote? I want to say they, they went with the two before that. I'm pretty sure it was three before that maybe. And that might've been a year or two before even. And then they kind of like asked that, put that survey out to reaffirm 
but yeah, gotcha. people would rather shoot two than one across the whole season. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Let's see what else we got in here. Um, yeah. There's, like I said, there's just a lot of these about people saying I don't. Okay. So I guess we can just j- kind of jump in the, uh, jump into the nose or similar uh, nose, and then I'll call them kind of maybes. So we'll start with the maybes, and people said they would still hunt, but they would probably pick up other species to hunt as well. So one specifically says they wouldn't travel as far, and if they did, they would look for other stuff to hunt during that time. So let's just throw out South Dakota and North Dakota. They'd go up there, they'd shoot three ducks, then they'd probably go look for pheasants or something, so, something like that. So that's that's kind of what they're coming from. So that, so they still like duck hunting. They're still going to do it. They might not do it as much. They're not going to travel as far for it, it sounds like. And if they do, they're going to want to do other things. That'd be an interesting take. I I would I would disagree on the traveling part, just personally. I, I would still travel just as much, if not more. Um, in terms of looking for other species, that's something that I kind of got to experience for the first time in North Dakota last year with the ability to hunt ducks in the morning, chase pheasants in the afternoon. So that's something that I am already uh, kind of wanting to do more this season. So I don't know um, if the duck limit decreasing would really change that much for me. I already want to go do that. So uh, whether it be six or three, that's something that I'm interested in. So what about you? Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of, I've done it before already. You know, I'll go duck hunt in the morning and doesn't matter if we shoot a limit, doesn't matter if we shoot two and we'll go pheasant hunt in the afternoon or something. So it's, it, I, I, it doesn't really affect me too much. I would say, you know, like I, if I want to go pheasant hunt, I'll go pheasant hunt, but I'd rather be duck hunting over pretty much all else. Gotcha. A couple others said they would switch to geese probably. So they would they would still duck hunt, but they would probably focus more on goose, which is fair. Um, and I guess I didn't really say if the goose limit would be dropped as well in this hypothetical. If it wasn't, you know, that that, you know, definitely fair. And and there's this distinct split, I would say, in waterfowl hunters between who prefers ducks and who prefers geese. Like you don't really find one that loves both equally. You know, don't get me wrong. I love goose hunting. I love duck hunting. I love duck hunting more than I love goose hunting. And so you, so a couple people kind of chimed in with that too. Yep. I'm in the same boat. And I'd even say it's not strictly geographical, but it does seem to be somewhat geographical. Like up here in Minnesota, I've met a ton of people who are, um, more goose focused than duck focused. And back in Virginia, you know, I could count on two hands, the amount of people who I know who would rather go out and goose hunt compared to duck hunting. And maybe that's a limit thing. You know, goose limits have pretty much always been two birds during the regular season and duck limits have been six. And out here in the Midwest, you tend to have more liberal goose limits. So maybe it's a limit thing, but I think it's just, um, just more of a, a cultural hunting thing. Like, goose hunting seems to be more ingrained in the culture up here than duck hunting, especially in like hardcore waterfowlers. Like you hear a lot in Minnesota about like, Oh, most of the duck hunters only go out on opening weekend and maybe one weekend after that versus goose hunters are the guys who go out all season long. 
Yeah, and I I think you know if you went down to Arkansas, it'd probably be the inverse because well, I don't know how many Canada geese they get down there. They get snows and speckle bellies, but for the most part, it seems like it's big duck hunting country down that like that way, for example. Yep. So, yeah, so that's another one. Um, I think that's pretty succinct there for all the people in favor. Yes, it's we can't really beat it too much more. For the no's, I only received a couple. So there's, I mean, there was probably about almost 40 people that said no. I only received a couple messages from a few of those. Let me pull one up here. And yeah, looks like I only got two from the people that said that. So, and they were about in the same vein. And this is from one of them here. Well, you set up early, you set up so early and get up early. And once shooting light starts, you can normally kill three ducks in about that first half hour at least that's how it is in his area is what he says but that you know, he said that's his opinion so it sounds like they wouldn't want to you know it's a lot of work for less birds especially and another one specifically mentioned solo hunting um, you know if someone's out there solo hunting would they want to do the work to shoot three ducks now i know you and i are you know we we, we go solo hunting a fair amount i have no issue with it uh, but I can see, I guess, it it's, it still boils down, though, to the what you value from the hunt. Are you, are you a kill-dependent hunter, or are you out there for the experience, is how that works. But it could be more discouraging, I suppose. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in that mindset, and I just... I can't, I'm having trouble doing so. So I, I got a question that maybe will help you put put yourself in that mindset um, more, or a scenario that help you put yourself in that mindset. Let's say Nebraska drops their limits to three birds overall, while Kansas, let's say, kept their limits to six birds. And let's say you lived 30 minutes from the border. Um, you know, let you still lived in your same area. That kind of I know you really like the hunt, the hunting style in your area. But let's say the Kansas border was closer. Do you think you would find yourself going into Kansas more? Hmm. That now that's an interesting hypothetical too. I don't. I don't know. There's. I like my home state. I like hunting my home state. I want to say I probably want it. Now, I'm not going to say I want it go down into Kansas. Um, man, that see, that that's tough. You just... I don't know. I, I, I truly don't know how I would react to that. And it's kind of funny, because actually Nebraska and Kansas are the inverse on this. You can act... There is... So there is actually a three-duck limit currently in Nebraska that you can put in place... It's voluntary when you apply for your HIP number. South Dakota also has this program in place. Yep. And I know, I know there are people in like blinds and duck clubs that they have, they set their own limits. Like they'll be like, we're only shooting three ducks each day for this season for that reduction in pressure. I, I, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I would do if, Kansas was six and Nebraska was three or something like that. I would probably assuming that can uh, assuming the out of stater laws in Kansas weren't a thing in this 
you know, whatever parallel future world or whatever you want to call it. I think I would bop over to Kansas some, but I would still hunt Nebraska a fair amount. And I would, I think I would enjoy both, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think it would kind of depend on what birds I, I had around my area. Like, let's say I'm in Minnesota right now. Let's say it's Minnesota and North Dakota. North Dakota had a six bird limit. Minnesota had a three bird limit. Um, let's say, you know, I'm scouting around my area in Minnesota. I'm only seeing teal. Well, you know, to go out and hunt and only shoot three teal, you're not really, you're not getting much meat. You know, yes, it's a, it's a meal probably for yourself, but let's say you're trying to go out and feed your family. You know, you want to cook duck for everybody in your family. You know, I would probably find myself going over to North Dakota more and trying to go over there and shoot five mallards to go over there and shoot six teal just because it would be more of a meal for everybody. Yeah, like for, when, I mean, if you're relying on it for subsistence, I get, like solely subsistence, I guess. Well, I, but, I'm not even talking about subsistence. Like when I like I, I definitely like cooking duck for myself, but like I really enjoy feeding people duck, I, especially people who haven't ate duck before. So like one of my favorite things to do, like when I was back home in Virginia, I almost every week I would kind of have like a little dinner party with some of my college friends, which um, almost none of them hunted. And so I, you know, it'd be a few of them would come over and we we eat some duck. And I really enjoyed that kind of that communal um, eating of duck. And I, I've ate with like, I don't know, like eight duck, especially um, like on a big trip before, like kind of when we went to kansas and you cook that goose for us like that was a very communal meal it like really attached us to the hunt we all went out together and shot those geese we came back and we ate those geese that night like it was a very communal feeling so um yeah just like from that aspect like I, and in that hypothetical like a three teal is still a meal so really i don't know if i would go and you know travel let's say an hour out of my way because I wanted to shoot six teal versus three teal. Three teal would be plenty for a person to eat in one setting. But if you are trying to feed a, a bigger group of people, um, maybe I would be going out and trying to shoot a few more. Yeah, I guess, and I guess that's a valid reason. Um, and I guess the real reason I asked this question is I wanted to see, you know, are are you in it? For the pile are you in it for bragging rights or the achievement or whatever you want to call it and a vast majority of the people that responded are not and i i do appreciate the people that answered honestly and said no i appreciate the people that responded with why um one thing i i, I want to clear one thing i would kind of come at that with or not i'm not trying to take a knock at you but like I wouldn't say that the people say, who said no are only operating from a pile mentality. Like there are plenty no, of people no, no. out there who work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week and they get to go out and hunt once a week. And yeah, from their perspective, it like it makes sense to me that they wouldn't, you know, on their one day off, maybe they don't want to go wake up at 4 a.m. Um, and let's say they have a lot of pressure in there. They don't want to go wake up at 4 a.m. and crowd into a pressured marsh to go shoot three ducks. Like, that would make sense. Maybe like that's, it's not as enjoyable for them. So I think it, you know, everybody has different circumstances and, you know, just because you um, like shooting, like there's nothing wrong with liking shooting six ducks. I like shooting six ducks. I hope we continue to shoot six ducks. Um, but I also 
have a very uh, liberal work schedule and I'm able to hunt a lot. So, um, it, you know, I would still get to hunt as much as I would like to. No. Yeah. And and I'm not, I'm not trying to put down any, anyone, um, because like you said, everyone has their own reasons and purposes for doing things. And if you, if you survey all the people that buy duck hunting permits, how many people go out more than a handful of times a year? Like maybe that's also a portion of people that would answer no. Like for the reasons you just said, they would use their time to do something else. You could also counter that they would also, that, you know, maybe that's, they like going out duck hunting once or twice a year and it doesn't matter. They're just out there for the camaraderie and uh, for what, I mean, all multitude of reasons. So uh, I, I just thought this was an interesting topic to kind of dive into the motivations behind people and would, you know, it, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting hypothetical and I'd be curious as to, you know, if we ask this on a wider scale, what the percentages would be, uh, you know, like I, we have a sample size of less than a thousand people that responded to this and it's overwhelmingly one direction. And I, I would think if you took it out to a countrywide level and did a survey of all the people's duck hunters, you know, or of all the nation's duck hunters, I think most of them would still answer. Yes, they would hunt with three, but I think, it wouldn't be 96 to 4%. I think it would be maybe 90 to 10, 85 to 15, somewhere in there. Cause like, like we kind of hit on those, those people that go to the guide services and just want to shoot. Those people might not be as willing to spend their money if they on, on a duck hunt, you know, they might just choose to go dove hunting or goose hunting if the limits on those didn't change. So there's a whole multitude of reasons why someone would or would not, um, hopefully we fleshed it out enough. I, is there anything you could think of that we're kind of missing here, Thomas? No, I think we, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. I like just kind of want to reiterate, like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of pile pictures. It's something I've tried to move away from, but it's not something I'm going to come out and throw shade towards because as long as you're eating your birds, do what you want to do. Like, as long as you're not portraying hunting in a negative light, and some people would argue that pile pictures portray hunting in a negative light, but um, from like, yes, with social media, we have to walk a tighter line. But from what I've seen, pile pictures have been around for as long as people have had cameras. So, you know, as long as you're following the laws and utilizing your birds, like go out and do whatever you want to do. Take a pile picture after the hunt. Um, just, you know, eat your birds. Like at the end of the day, the one thing, I don't want to see is birds in a ditch. So yeah, just don't go out and shoot birds just to throw them in a ditch. Absolutely. You, you nailed it. Don't go out there just for a photo op. So those are the people we could afford to lose. And you know, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. Uh, if you do that, if you want and waste, just chuck birds without cleaning them. There's no, there's no place for that in hunting. I don't care if it's a duck. I don't care if it's a deer. But yeah, like in my opinion, one picture of birds in a ditch being posted in an anti-hunting group is going to do a lot more damage than, let's say, a hundred pile pictures being posted in that same group. Like, I think even even and maybe anti-hunter is the wrong group to talk about because there are cer certain groups of people who just hate that we hunt and hate that we shoot animals. Um, but I think there's also there's the majority of people in the United States don't hunt 
but they understand hunting. They respect hunting. They respect that it's something that people do to go out and get food. So as long as that is kind of still the narrative behind hunting and still, and we don't lose kind of the hearts and minds of the non hunters, like that's what we need. That needs to be our goal because like one thing I do want to bring up is like, look at Australia right now. Australia is, you know, a a very liberal country and they're seeing big, big um, fights in their legislature about, you know, hunting seasons in their provinces just being completely shut down. So, you know, as much as, you know, the hunting community is very tight knit and we all understand kind of what we're doing. We, I think we also, um, just as hunters and especially people who are putting things on social media, we need to be very cognizant that there is the majority of people in the United States don't hunt and a large amount of them don't really have a innate understanding of hunting. So uh, just kind of making sure that they understand that this is for food and it's not just because we want to go out and kill animals. Um, I think that's, that needs to be something that, uh, something that continues or even like something that we kind of show to the masses more. So like show them that, you know, these birds are being utilized or whatever game that we're hunting is being utilized. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can do a whole, we could do a whole nother podcast on some, you know, social media and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, I think, I think we pretty much wrap this one up here, Thomas. Yeah. I'd say we, we touched on everything. Um, Obviously, you know, we have the foul front Facebook group. We can continue this discussion there. I'd certainly um, be interested to hear some other people's thoughts on it. So as much as I don't really get on Facebook, if Matt will tag me and stuff that goes on in there if something pops up. So um, yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to read that stuff. So go join if you haven't already. Yeah, the foul front podcast group over on Facebook, join that. And uh, there's a little bit of discussion. We always could use more. So if you want to hop in there, I think we got a little over 2000 people now. And then you can follow Thomas on YouTube, Hoke Outdoors. Well, wait till I pass him, but follow myself (laughs) on High Prairie Sportsman on YouTube as well and Instagram. And just you can either message us on the Foul Front podcast group. You can message us on Instagram. Always love hearing from you guys. And I'm really interested in people who haven't messaged in yet what your take on this issue is or what I guess it's not even an issue. What your take on this hypothetical is and your reasoning behind it. Is it, you know, you like being outdoors. You like nature. It's more about the kill or more than about the kill or is there some other reasons that we didn't hit on just let us know but for now that is all we have for you see you